right, welcome everybody to episode number six of the We Talk New York podcast. Uh, with me, as always, is Brian. Um, and Brian, I wanted to talk about something real quick with you. I feel like every time we say something on one of our podcasts, the exact opposite happens the next day or the next two days later. We said on the last podcast um, that the Mets should sign, or not should sign, we brought up the idea of Cody Bellinger being signed by the Mets and how that would work. And two or three days later, he gets signed to the Cubs. So I thought that was a funny little funny little tidbit that I guess was on the back of my mind of leading up to this episode. So why don't you give us the contract details on that? Dude was running out of time. This is a typical Scott Boris move. Typical Scott Boris move, honestly. Like, I don't even know. If I, I think about, right, there are a couple of guys that come. Um, <laughs> there are a couple of guys that come to mind particularly. So, like, Prince Fielder, he was a Boris guy. He didn't sign until significantly late into the offseason, pretty much like where we're at now. Um, he probably signed mid-February when he signed his deal with the Tigers. Scherzer, when he signed with the Nationals, didn't sign until February. Like, I get what score, squat, hey <laughs> squat. I get what Boris is trying to do, but at what point is it like screwing over your your clients? You know. Um, but yeah, so Bellinger, this is a good deal for him. I mean, eighty million over three. Um, one year, thirty million. Then he can opt into a second year, also for thirty million, before opting. So like, there's an opt out after each year, right? So, year one is valued. So it's 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 essentially for the Cubs, it's a one year deal for thirty million. For Bellinger, it's a one year deal for thirty million. If he goes out and performs, um, as well as he did this year, then then maybe that could translate into something a little bit longer term, um, coming up coming off of two or three years where he really wasn't great, I could see why teams were a little bit hesitant to go any longer. Um, but I don't know. I feel like some of these moves, and, and tell me what you think, but I feel like these are moves the Mets could do. Like, there's no such thing as a bad one-year deal. Why didn't you still offer the dude, like, one year? I think he probably, because he maybe wanted, like, two or three and yeah, but I think this is this was a move that the Mets could have made. And when we talked about it, you know, on camera, off camera, I was talking about it, or not talking about, it, but I was thinking about it to myself. And I thought like Cody Bellinger to the Mets sounded pretty nice. And I think maybe other like Mets fans would have agreed to have a a player like him at that of his caliber that probably would have fit nicely in our lineup, given that the Mets have been kind of on fire right now in spring training. But it is spring training. Um, yeah so but it's still nice to see them like winning games early now and have like just kind of figure out what's gonna happen for the season you know so yeah i think the mets probably missed out on this signing with bellinger um and i guess the yankees as well if they even need it but doesn't really it didn't really seem like the yankees need him in their lineup they're pretty much i think they're pretty much set for the season if um everyone stays healthy during this training um, but I think the Mets still need to get that pitcher. We talked about it last week. Um, still waiting to hear if they, what's going on with Blake Snell, that kind of news has fell off in the past week. Um, we said Montgomery doesn't really seem there's any talks about that, but saw there was a report the other day that the Mets still want to sign another person. Um, didn't really clarify on who, 
but um, I don't know. So who do you think the Mets should sign? Should they sign a position player? Or should they sign a pitcher? I mean, obviously we should be signing pitchers, but because, you know, our pitching, it's not that good. But if there was someone you wanted, like, right now, who would you take? Someone I wanted right now? Like, I could have anybody that I wanted or? No, like, someone available. You oh, know. available. Like, I didn't yeah. know if you meant, like, trade. Yeah, um, available. Well, I, I was actually, before we got on, I was reading an article that um, the Mets were in on, like, Julio Tyron uh, before mm-hmm. he signed uh, a couple of days ago. So just thinking about that portion of the market, um, Lorenzen's available. Um, I'm I'm trying to even I don't even know who else is on the market right now. Honestly, Michael Lorenzen. There's a lot of guys that you could take kind of like flyers on. I guess. Um, I would say if they're gonna go out and just make a deal, then what about Monk? I I, I still like Montgomery, but I wouldn't go more. I, I'm not signing Blake Snell. Like, unless it's a one-year deal straight up, I'm just not doing it. I don't I don't like Blake Snell. Like, I'm just yeah. not a fan. But, yeah, it's tough because it's, like, he's, like, still available. Like, that's why we keep talking about him. Like, this is the third podcast in a row that we're talking about him. And it's just because he's still available and that it's the talks where you wonder what the Mets are going to do. And – you know, we know the Yankees still had that offer out for him. We talked about that last week. So it's it just it depends on where he wants to go and who wants to pay the man. And, yeah, I know we talked about Montgomery. It's just that we're talking about the same thing just because it's like, what can the Mets do right now? There's not really – you know, they missed out on a lot of people. I, In my opinion, I feel like they missed out on a lot of people they could have probably signed that would have been a nice little diamond in your roster. And – or even not even a diamond, but just something that has value to it that will help your on a game to game basis. Um, they missed out, and these are really just the guys that are still available. And we don't, you know, clearly we're not a huge fan of them. So I think the Mets, if you're going to sign somebody, sign somebody. If you're not, then kind of come out and say that you're not. Say you're yeah. happy with the roster you have. Yeah, I I think that. Um... Well, well, why don't we start with this, right? Why do you think Blake Snell is still a free agent? Because I most... mean, I want to say medically, but it's probably not medically. He's healthy, right? Yeah, he's fine. Well, yeah, he's know, fine. So, it's because nobody wants to give him what he's asking for. Because what he's yeah. asking for is dumb. Yeah. Um, yeah. People know the scouts know. Yeah. They watch they his games. They do. They do. They definitely do. I think. I really like Michael Lorenzen. He's just like I mean, I want Montgomery, obviously. I just think Montgomery would be great, even as like a piece. The whole thing with the Mets is like, oh, we're building for twenty twenty five. So give him a two year I don't know if he would take it. But give him like a two year deal for sixty million or two years and sixty six million and you know, yeah, it's thirty three million a year for a guy that's kind of been inconsistent too. So like how can you talk shit about Snell but not talk shit about Montgomery? Like I get that, but I just don't like – I'm just biased, honestly. I don't I don't like Blake Snell at all. I think um, – yeah, I think most Mets fans – I don't mean to interrupt you if you were continuing, but I think just most Mets fans are like, no, don't sign Snell. But then as soon as if they did sign him, they'd be like, all right, let's see what he does. Let's see if he's worth the money that Steve Cohn gives him. I would 
I would go on record and say I'd be like upset. Yeah. And like, hey, listen, if he pitched really well, then shit, I'm wrong. I would admit that a hundred percent. Okay, that's fair. Um, I I was big on like you want to hear like I was really excited when they signed Michael Kadire. <laughs> I don't know why. I just always liked so Michael Kadire. And then my fucking moment where I was like, fuck this was like Michael Kadire looking at three straight fastballs in the playoffs to end the fucking inning. Um and like I was big on Cespedes too when they re-signed him for the second time. I was like, damn, this is great. Like they're committing money, they're bringing in pieces. This is awesome. It backfired. Um, so I have no problem admitting I'm wrong. I, I really don't, especially when it comes to like a player not working out. But uh, unless you're giving Snell, I, I don't, I don't give him. I don't. I'd give him three years, max, 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 three years. Ideally, it's like a two-year deal with an opt-out. Like maybe he pitches so well and the Mets suck so bad that they just flip him at the deadline and get a prospect and then he goes and whatever. Like I don't know. I don't. I just don't like him. Yeah, I don't really know who's even still interested in him. I don't even know if the New York teams are still interested in him. They might even oh. be fully out on him. We don't even know because there's yeah. just nothing coming out on him right now. I think he's probably just sitting at home just watching some spring training baseball and just hoping for his agent to get him a contract. I I think I think. It ends up boiling down to the, probably the Giants. I think I've been seeing that a lot recently. It makes a lot of sense for like Matt Chapman. Yeah, those West Matt, Coast guys like to stay on the like the West Coast. Yeah, like Matt Chapman, for example, he's one of the other Boris guys. Like came up with the A's familiarity with Bob Melvin, the manager there, Farhan Zaidi, the GM or president of baseball ops. Like they're super familiar with him. Like I could see him like continuing to play. Or, excuse me, wanting to continue to play in the Bay Area. Um, and maybe, like, Boris works out a thing. Like, hey, listen, like, you can get both of these guys. Yeah, it's going to cost you money. But, like, maybe, like, you give Snell the the AAV he wants and we'll give you an opt-out or something. Like, do, like, a two-for-one kind of deal and they get the third baseman and they get the pitcher or something. Um, yeah. But, I don't know. I think the Mets do need pitching, honestly. Like. At this point, they should just sign somebody, like or no, not somebody. I'm saying, at this point, I'm hoping like the same thing happened with the Yamamoto stuff, where I'm like, I just want it to end. I mean, it's not the same press and PR, whatever, but this is like where it's not gonna go. And I feel like I see it on my feed every day, so it's like, well, just bro, just take the money somewhere. <laughs> like, don't stop stressing, stop worrying about it. Just give the fans what they want. They want a contract for whoever team you go to just so they can stop seeing your name in the news. Yeah. No, I I agree. I, I'm Right now, I actually pulled up uh, the list of like remaining free agents. I'm just trying to sift through the pitching real quick because I'm just, I'm just genuinely curious to be honest with you. Um, but while I, while I kind of sift through this here, you want to you uh, hear something crazy? So I don't know if you saw it, but the um, the Blue Jays played the Yankees today or tonight or whatever it was. Yeah. Vogelbach hit a shot off Garrett Cole. I don't think I've ever seen Vogelbach hit a ball this far before in my entire life. Of or course, his entire are hitting baseballs. Yeah. Off Garrett Cole, I was like, my guy, Jesus Christ. Take it easy. Save some. Eight to four right now. I was going to say something inappropriate, but I'm not going to say it because. <laughs> My father-in-law listens to this, but nonetheless. 
Um, we're going to say it saves some something for the rest of us, you know, but we'll just leave it. Homer's in the right. <laughs> hmm. Jesus. Pitchers, uh, starting pitchers. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know how many starting pitchers are left. That's the problem. It just it, it really just comes down to the Mets want to give somebody that's not Blake Snell. Like, do they want to – do they want to spend money on somebody that they're not sure about just to spend money? You know what I mean? No, I agree. I agree. Um, I think it would be wasteful. I think you should really like evaluate these guys. I mean, you also have the draft just like mid season, which is still weird in my opinion. I don't know why they do that, but um, yeah. I, you know who I really like before we kind of move off the mess. So, the Tampa Bay Rays have a really, really young. Well, I don't know. I don't know if he's really, really young anymore. But these guys, they got a lefty down there in Tampa, um, Shane McClanahan. Oh my god! Oh yeah. When that, when that dude's know. healthy, he's filthy. Yeah, he's it's disgusting. Like, here's here's what I'm thinking, right? So I know the Rays are kind of like in that win now mode as they usually are, but what? Here, I'll ask you this, right? What position in the Rays infield did they think that they had set for the next 12 years? What position? Yeah. Shortstop. Okay. Who they had? They had Juan Franco on that massive extension, right? Yeah. So if you're the Mets, right? Follow me on this. I'm following you. (laughs) Trade Jet Williams in a package to Tampa from McClanahan. Yes, he's recovering from Tommy John surgery, but Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, I don't see why not. If you're, if he's still going to have a bright future after the surgery, you know, we see pitchers come out that either are really good and then just kind of fall off towards the end, you know. Yeah, and then in the off season, just resign Scherzer. You really <laughs> want Scherzer back, though? No, 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 no. But, but guess who is a free agent though? Shane Bieber. Is he worth the money though? No, I don't know. Three year deal. I'm a big guy. Year, I'm maybe, big, dude. I'm big on these three year deals, man. The first <laughs> year, the first year is so that you can shit the bed getting used to New York. The second year is that so you can win the Cy Young. And the third year, you're old and decrepit, and we're just paying you the extra year. Sounds like Verlander. And Scherzer. <laughs> I, mean, Both I like, of which I like Shane Bieber. I like him a lot. I do. He, he was pretty good. Pretty good with the Guardians, right? That's who he's on right now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's he's pretty decent. You ever like? You ever look at a trade and just think, why didn't the Mets do that? Like that because Corbin. That Corbin. Stupid. Well, yeah, but that Corbin Burns trade. There's no reason why the Mets couldn't have done that. Unless the Brewers were like, yo, fuck you, David Stearns. We're not trading with you at all. Except, you know, Adrian Hauser. But I'm just, I'm wondering if the Brewers are like, no, we're not going to help this fucking guy after you wanted to leave for three years to go work with Cullen. I'm surprised the Mets haven't traded Brandon Nimmo yet. Not that I want him traded. I don't want him traded, but he, I remember his name last year was just coming up all the time. Surprised yeah, they haven't packed him with something. I don't know. They gave him an eight-year deal. Yeah. I like him. 
I like him. No, I like him too. I like him too. I'm not saying that because I don't like him or anything. I just thought, just remember hearing his name all the time. And then, like, that just randomly popped in my head for some reason. There's just so many players on the Mets. I'm just like, oh, I was never hearing you in the trade talk. And here you are starting fucking position playing for us. <laughs> Everyday player. I don't know, but we'll see what the Mets do. I doubt. Honestly, I'm not I'm not expecting them to do anything at all. I can't just, hold my mic like you hold yours. It's a little weird if I hold mine like this. Just got to take the stand off, homie. I started doing that for you when we first got it. I was like, I don't think he wants it off. Yeah, but then I feel weird. It's so thick. I don't know. It just makes me feel a little opposite of what I am. Anyway, moving on. Um, I don't know. So, all right. So, why don't we move on to the Islanders getting us a little excited. They beat Dallas in overtime. That was a big win. Insane chip by Barzi in overtime. Couldn't believe they actually won that game. Um, Game was good itself. Um, But beating a Dallas team that is having a really good year this year is a huge win all around. And then you move on to Detroit, and you win that game. And you, first off, scoring your first empty net goal in 59 games is not is I don't even want to say it's embarrassing. It's just stupid. <laughs> it is just so dumb that you didn't have any chance, or you probably did have chances. But like the fact that it took you 59 games to score an empty net goal is hilarious. But that was a that was just a huge win. Um, just getting those points, especially against those two teams, and Detroit's just like red hot right now. Um, getting those two points to help you get into the lead or get you closer to that third spot in the Metro. Um, with the Flyers actually losing at the time of this recording, they had a two nothing lead. They're now losing three to two. So Caps helping out the Islanders tonight, even though the Caps are trying to move their way up. Um. But, yeah, the Islanders look pretty decent lately. I mean, they're still, like, they'll have a lead and then give up the lead right away, like, type of shit. So they need to figure that out. But they have the Bruins tomorrow night. I will be in attendance at that game. Um, Excited for it. Hopefully the fans come out. You know, tickets are a little expensive, but hopefully the fans figure it out and come out and support the Islanders um, as they try to get, like, a third win in a row here. Um, But, yeah. I'm trying not to get my hopes up, and I don't know if you are either, because just because, like, you know, it's the Islanders, they can all of a sudden just fall off again, and then we're like, oh, no playoffs, and then win the next game, and they're like, playoffs, whatever. But they'll have a they'll have a better chance of getting into that third spot in the Metro than they will in the wild card, because that I think I think the Atlantic division, like meaning Tampa and Detroit, are probably gonna run the wild card. They're just both those teams are just like hitting, just getting red hot right at the right time. Um, just too many points. You know, you're, they're going to have to catch the Flyers, and the Flyers are banged up. Like, the Flyers are injured really badly. Um, you know, so they're going to have to catch up to the Flyers. So, but in the other side of New York, I don't know if you saw, but this whole thing with Matt Rempe, he's sick. He's so tall, but his jersey is in the window at the NHL store. So, that's a I don't know I want I don't want to say it's a huge accomplishment because it's like your jersey's in the store but the fact that this is I feel like I'm comparing it to like when Tommy DeVito started for um, the Giants 
this is like that same thing. It's like you see him in the media. He's fighting. He had that gigantic black eye in, I think, I guess, I think that was his, what, left eye? Um, he had that gigantic black eye. It looked like he couldn't even see. And they still had this dude practicing. He probably should take a rest for a game. But, like, why? He's Is he a, is he a rookie or? Yeah, like, or... he's he just came up from the AHL. His first game was the Stadium Series game. Oh, cool. Yeah, so mad respect to Matt Martin for his fight, too. But, like, this guy is just insane. I can't, like, the all the press that the Rangers are getting and not, <laughs> besides the fact that they got the first, they're the first team to get to 40 wins. I mean, it's. They're killing it's, it. Yeah, they're, they're dominating. Like, it's, it's crazy how good they are. They're just, they're finding out, they're figuring it out, like, right at the right time where you can take this tremendous lead in the Metro right now maybe the entire league because now you have the Jets who are like kind of falling off a little bit. Yeah. The Panthers are still playing great hockey, but you have to catch up to them. Um, but yeah, like the Rangers are just killing it. Like still I nothing to complain about. I mean, they're just playing games. They're coming back. They're, they're winning games being dominant. doesn't matter. You could say whatever you want about them, but if you say something bad about them, you're probably wrong. Yeah, can you imagine how, like, intimidating it must be for, like, a guy to come up from the um, lower levels of the AHL or wherever he originated from and be like, all right, so you're going to be in New York. You're going to be on one of, if not the hottest team in hockey right now. Literally, they're on fire. And, by the way, like, you're going to play. Like Your first game is like, the outdoor game. <laughs> yeah, literally. He's got to be like, fuck, I got to do something here to, like, um, you, you got to do something, right? So the fact that um, you said he's like fighting and getting black eyes and punching people around and stuff, like that's good. Like, hey, you, you gotta like, especially like um, who was the who was the guy? I'm trying to think. Um, it was a guy. Um, I'm gonna think about it, and I don't remember. I don't. I mean, just just hang on a second. Well. To continue, like, off your point here that he's fighting and stuff, he's, like, a perfect replacement for Ryan Reeves that they had, if not better. I don't know if he's really, like, a scoring type of dude, not that much of a veteran, but, like, replacing his fighting ability and stuff is a huge step. Because Ryan Reeves was that guy. He was that hitter. He was that fighter. But. Yeah. I'm trying to think. There was this guy, right? And he, uh, I believe it was the Yankees. And I know we're, we're, I'm jumping sports here, but the point I was trying to make is he got called up one year. I think it was 98. He got called up to, like, play. Obviously, the Yankees had that incredible year in 1998. The dude hit, like, 15 home runs in, like, a month as, like, a rookie. Like, when you're on a team – that's like a winning team with championship expectations. You have to come in and like not only earn your playing time, obviously, because they're doing something right. Like they don't need you to be there, but like you have to like earn the respect of like the veterans. Like what better way to do that than to start beating the shit out of people and scoring goals and helping the team win. That's awesome. Good for him. Yeah. Good for Matt Rempe. Um, Stay to continue doing what you're doing, bro. Um, I guess New York's proud of you. You're the you're the next Tommy DeVito. 
I don't know if that's a compliment though. I that's I just Yeah. I really know how you feel. But I want I know we're a New York topic here, a New York a New York podcast here, whatever. Um I don't know if you saw this, but the Winnipeg Jets, they are one of the best teams in the league right now, but they are struggling to get people in the doors. So their ticket sales have like dropped like a lot and okay. they aren't able to get people like just think about like if the Islanders were good every single night or even the Rangers, the Rangers get people obviously even, they're they're just, good, but they're just not but, like, pulling. They're not pulling people even though they're good. So the whole pro- the whole thing was is that Winnipeg is a smaller city. You know, the economy's not great up there, so sometimes tickets are too expensive. But okay. it's it's crazy because like they're getting maybe sixty percent filled and even on the weekend games, and this team is really like really good this year. So okay. the question brought up again, this is kind of what happened when Winnipeg used to be like they used to have a team before they moved and relocated. So now it's like they're doing the same thing that happened back then. Now the question is, are they going to have to relocate again? And I, Gary Bettman, the commissioner of the NHL, is very um, very forward about keeping that team there. Like he doesn't want them to move, but he basically told the fans to get over their anxiety anxieties and come to the game, which – out of context, it sounds harsh and no, I mean, not brutal. But not then, really. if you actually like read what he was talking about, it's not. It's him saying it like as like a joke, really. Um, but I think I just want to bring that up because I thought this was a crazy thing. That's like your team is good, but you you can't come to the games, unfortunately. You know. So, just clarify this for me real quick. So, Winnipeg, there was a team there. Yes. They didn't pull, so they moved. Yes. Then there was either a team that didn't pull somewhere else or yes. Atlanta, right? Yeah, they had the Atlanta Thrashers. Thrashers, yeah, see, I fucking knew it. I fucking yeah. knew it. Look at that. So they went and moved back to Winnipeg to fill to like be the team again. And now they're not pulling again. Yeah, so what happened was the original Winnipeg Jets, um, they moved to Phoenix. So now which are now the Arizona Coyotes. And they don't pull either. Yeah, that well that's a whole different situation I'll bring up in a second. Um they were so they moved to the as the Coyotes. The Thrashers were introduced as a new team. That team was just not really good and had terrible ownership. You could watch like there's a whole documentary about that team. Like not really a documentary, but it's like a, a YouTube video basically on YouTube about explaining what happened, why, and it's just bad ownership, not marketing it good, and the team was just always was just terrible. They had one good year that they made the playoffs, and that was it. So they pulled them out of Atlanta to go back to Winnipeg, and every game was sold out from the year that they moved on to like probably like last year, maybe this year too. Um. So now the thought is, what do we do there? But like I said, the NHL is very forward on keeping them there. Um, now, you brought up Arizona. Will the Arizona Coyotes move? No. Just because apparently they have a possibility of a like new land purchase. That's what I think that's what it said. New land purchase up like closer to, I think, the Scottsdale or Phoenix area or something. I forgot where it was, but... 
They have a new arena coming. It's coming soon, um, which is good because they should not be playing a college barn anymore. It's ridiculous. But, like, again, Gary Bettman's very forward, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Um, very forward for him to, to for Arizona to stay in Arizona. And I honestly like it because I think Arizona's a cool team, and I don't see why they should move them. So it is what it is. But, but yeah, that, I thought that was a little – little hockey nugget that i thought was interesting that happened this week nice yeah i was seeing i saw something the other day um maybe last week or or two weeks ago the commissioner was saying that atlanta could potentially be a expansion city do you see that atlanta atlanta yeah 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 I, i forget what was in atlanta why he was there or talking about it or something and he was like yeah like i wouldn't rule it out there's a junior hockey team there called the Gladiators that is like kind of doing well. So like there was thoughts, but like there's been um, talks of other cities putting in their bids for new NHL teams. But you, it's kind of hard because like the divisions are kind of all even now, and you have 32, so you kind of possibly have to add like two teams, which like I don't yeah. know. I maybe you might not have to. I don't know. It depends on the divisions and how they would work and then how to get the like geographical work. Yeah. yeah like that stuff. But the team that's kind of in the, I mean, the city that's in the running right now to get an expansion team is Salt Lake city. In oh, Utah. Dude, they're, dude, they're in on everything right now. Yeah. Like they, that owner, he wants to, he put in a bid to get a team there, but he said he would build an arena for the coming Utah hockey team. And, the basketball team that's already there, the Utah Jazz. So it would be able to fit both well, teams. You probably save so much money because you're yeah. not running two arenas. And yep. you have both teams in the same facility, which you could see in other cities, it always works like it always works great. Especially yeah. with marketing and promo nights. I wonder if that's the same dude that's in on trying to get an MLB team there. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not Just sure. They- Nashville, I so like I was reading a thing about expansions in the M, the MLB, yeah. And some of the cities are just dumb. Like why? Like Orlando is on the list. Why would you put a team in Orlando when the Marlins and the Rays both have? I know the Rays don't have a brand new stadium yet. Don't shit on me, but they have the plan for it. Yeah, but they don't pull. They pull probably just like you were referring to with Winnipeg. Like they're sixty percent full in a fucking playoff series because what the fuck are you doing down there is it the new stadium in tampa like not gonna be in the city of tampa i think it's in st pete st pete or one of like those surrounding areas but yeah that's stupid but also i don't think it's i don't think it's dumb to even put a team in orlando you just but that's the thing then there's there's east coast west coast and then there's one north in the middle but what makes you think that's gonna pull like that was dumb I think the Carolinas were they were kind of dumb too because it's like oh we'll put one in Raleigh or put one in Charleston like why why I mean I get why but why but like the Nashville that would be dope for baseball the Nashville one would work yeah because the Predators are good aren't they aren't yeah. the Predators like fairly decent yeah and they love um, there. what's uh what is it the tit- it's Titans right yeah, Tennessee the Titans. Titans they're there that would be huge. And then you could put um, Salt Lake City because, like, they'd want to do the two-team expansion. So you do 
30, you go up to 32 teams. You put the other one in Salt Lake City, who clearly wants an NHL team. So they're going to start trying to become a bigger, like, sports market. It kind of makes sense. you have, like, a, a geographical rival right there. If you had, a like, a baseball team in Utah and a baseball team in Tennessee, Nashville and Salt Lake City, really. Um, yeah. You have, like, I mean, I guess, is that, are they close to each other? I don't even know. I don't even know. I, don't, is, but... I think it's, it's, like. It just sounds like a rivalry. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it would be because they're two expansion league teams that joined at the same time. That'd be pretty dope, actually. Yeah. Well, going back to the Tampa thing in the Orlando, having an Orlando team is kind of stupid in my opinion because it's like Florida. you have Orlando. So this side of Florida that's like west side of Orlando is probably probably going to merge a little bit with Tampa Bay baseball. Then you have the entire north side of Orlando and up that are probably going towards the Braves. Right? Would you agree? Probably. Like, and maybe some are merging to Tampa to stay within the state, but it's it's just how it works. That like you have, it's like New York, Northern New Jersey are probably Ranger fans. No, sorry, sorry, Northern New Jersey are probably um, Jets and Giants fans, and Southern Jersey are Eagles, Eagles, Eagles. fans. Yeah, it's just how that works. Yeah, even if they're not I'm- in the same state. Yeah, I remember where, like, my dad used to live. We used to go to, um, like, the Jersey Shore all the time over the summer. So he'd be like, we, we, would, we would shoot the shit about this. He'd be like, it's really interesting because he was, like, central Jersey. Like, I guess not, like, central, central. I don't know. I guess it's, like, kind of central. Yeah, it's a little more north central. And he'd be like, all right, listen, like, count. He's like, because I would say, like, yo, who, who, who the fuck do these people root for? Like, there's nothing here. Like, how do you have nothing here? And he's like, just look. He was like, it's weird because you'll see, like, two Met hats, two Yankee hats, and then a Phillies hat. He was like, but if we go to Atlantic City, which I get Atlantic City is more of, like, a touristy kind of thing. He was like, but if you, like, look at the people that live there, it's probably, like, three Phillies hats and then a Mets hat and Yankees hat. Like, it's weird how, like, that geographical switch depending on where you are just determines the kind of team um that you're into but florida just they don't they don't need another baseball team not not right now they're not absolutely not not let's get some of these new cities new states let's get some of them yeah not memphis not memphis baseball hockey whatever and honestly you're not even gonna see football get an expansion team anytime soon no 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 memphis though memphis doesn't need a team and they have the basketball team. Yeah, that's they did. Yeah, no, that's about it. They have the Memphis Cardinals. That's a cool. That's a cool little stadium, actually. I liked it there. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um. Nice. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a little bit of anything else that happened this week. Um. I don't well, think it's not too much, right? No, I don't. I don't think so. Well, I do have. Slow week. I do have. If you wanna, uh, I don't know how wild this is gonna be, but Anthony, Anthony texted me and I told him we were doing a podcast. So he sent me a Snapchat video and he said, "This is pure Isles." I don't know if you want to hear it and then comment. Absolutely not. You can. Why don't you listen to it yourself and then tell me? Nah, come on. You gotta hear it. I haven't opened it. Okay. How bad could it be? How bad could it be? Uh, what? 
it's crazy how we can win without Scott Mayfield in our lineup. And, I mean, Elias Rogan, we know, hasn't been playing at, like, Elias Rogan level. But when he has, like a, like, a defense that knows what they're doing in front of him, he's able to back them up enough so that Matthew Barzell, Horvat, all these weapons that we have that we can use are able to be valued. Like, as much as I want to like, hate on Barzell and all of them, that pass to win against Dallas this isn't taking too long. was perfect. Perfectly placed. But Horvat is a great shooter. And it's crazy how you get rid it's of open the open And <laughs> we win. We so win. clearly there's a problem there. All right, I'm over this. If this goes yeah, another video, all right, I'm Turn it off. Well, uh, first comment, you hate Barzell, but then you said he has a make, makes a good pass. That was fucking stupid. <laughs> so thank you for that. Uh, and then obviously if the defense plays well, the goal is going to be good. That that tends to happen in games. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. Um, I mean, I guess, yeah, when you don't have Scott Mayfield, when – Taking ten penalties a game, you're you're gonna have success, but that's also we're still taking penalties though, so it didn't really make a difference. Difference. Oh, that's great. Still going through. Right. Yeah, whatever. All right, so I got two two fun facts for you. So I thought about this last week after we hung up. Well, actually, after we stopped recording, and I was like, "Fuck, that's what I wanted to talk about." So last week on Friday was Mets legend Kelly Johnson's birthday. So. Kelly Johnson, the Mets actually traded for him twice. So he became the first. There we go. I got two facts that go into this, right? He was the first player in MLB history to be traded from a team to another team in the same order in two consecutive seasons. So what do I mean by that? So going into 2015, he signed with the Braves, right? played half a season with the Braves, and was traded to the Mets at the deadline with Monterey Mets make their run, go to the World Series, they fucking blow it, as usual. Johnson goes to free agency. He re-signs with the Braves. 2016, Mets are coming up on the trade deadline. They trade for him again. So he's the first player to be traded from a team. He was to be traded between the same, like, traded by one team to another team in two consecutive seasons. So the Mets traded for him twice consecutively. But the reason why I bring up his birthday um, a week late, so happy birthday, Kelly Johnson, <laughs> is because he hit – dude hit 14 home runs in his two half seasons, I guess the full season, right, two half years. So in his one, like, full season as a Met, he hit 14 home runs, six of which either tied the game or gave the Mets the lead. Wow. Clutch. I like him. It does sound I like him a lot. I like him a lot. And then I saw this other fact today. Um, it's about two New York, uh, New York legends, right? So in Mariano's Rivera's career. Now I don't know if this is accurate or not because I feel like this this inning total doesn't look right. But let's just go with it. Uh, one thousand two hundred and eighty-three innings pitched. One thousand one hundred seventy-three strikeouts. 998 hits allowed. Nolan Ryan, after turning 40 years old, did better 
than Mariano Rivera in Mariano Rivera's entire career. After turning 40, Nolan Ryan threw 1,271 innings with 1,437 strikeouts with 933 hits allowed. Apparently. I don't know if that's accurate, but I saw it and I thought, wow, that would be a fun tidbit to uh, include here. Hmm. I mean, Mariano Rivera. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Mariano Rivera was obviously... One of the greatest relief pitchers of all time, closers, whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, having that is pretty dope. Pretty dope. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. That's all I got today, honestly. I don't. Uh, oh, did you see this shit with Fanatics again? The owner, the CEO, whatever, fucking came out talking about how. They were given something and or given shit, and now they're getting their ass kicked for it. Well, you made fucking shit jerseys. But you know what? I've been seeing seeing Fanatics ads, like, on my Twitter, Instagram, whatever. And, like, it's like you hate to hate them because they actually, like, there's some things that they have that are, like, actually real and authenticated. Yeah. And it's like, then if you can have this real shit, how you fuck? Oh. Sorry, I'm going completely off the rails with the authenticated shit. But to finish that point was, how do you have authenticated shit um, and still fuck up the MLB jerseys? But I don't know. now do to they, transition to that. Well, they should just stay out the of Royals? the jerseys. Yeah, did you see the thing with the Royals? The Royals, no. So apparently the Royals still have the big letters. How the fuck? They fucked that up? No, they didn't fuck it up. The Royals, like... Apparently, they fought very, very hard to keep the name tags the way they are because yeah. they they claim that it's supposed to be a better way for their fans to like be involved and be able to see their names. So they fought, and they're the only team right now that fought to keep those numbers. So now people are yeah. calling out for the other teams to do the exact same thing. Yeah, I agree because the jerseys look like shit. And honestly, if anyone bought a jersey... Not realizing that, I mean, and by all means, if you like it, then shit, that's your prerogative. But if you bought the jersey and you fucking hate it, Fanatics should replace every jersey that looks like shit with either some sort of store credit or one with the normal numbers and letters on it, if they're going to go and fix it. But, you know, yeah, I have a thing about Fanatics. Conversation. Yeah, I agree. Did uh, So I was watching... Um, I was on TikTok the other day, and I saw this video from. Shut up! I'll fucking shake your head at me. A little no, bit. no, I'm not. Sorry, I'm not shaking your head at you. Like, I'm looking. Fuck? I'm I looking the at the. Um, no, I'm looking at the Fanatics website as you were talking because I wanted to see if like you could tell if the numbers are smaller, and you can. It is clear as day that like on shit. like like any jerseys that you look at, it's like you see an old Piazza jersey, and then you see the current Mets blues with the Mets across the chest. Um, that the number and name are smaller than the one next to it. It's like if you are buying a jersey, please, please double check the name and how big it is. Because if you don't like it, God forbid, like Fanatics does not compensate you for it or anything. Because then they, but they also have like the old jerseys on here that you can get the normal names on it. But, like, I just don't recommend buying any of these jerseys unless it's a City Connect jersey and they're nice. So if, I go, if I go to City Field to buy a jersey, right, I'm getting the Fanatics one, correct? 
I mean, I guess they're the manufacturer, right? Well, I think here's here. I guess this is what my advice could be as someone who like has a couple of jerseys and um, especially has like purchased them in the past. Go buy it in person. Yeah. So at least then you could see it. Yeah. Yeah. So you know exactly what you're getting. Um, I know for me, like I bought my like my black Piazza jersey online, but that was because I knew exactly what I was getting because it was an exact relaunch. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, go and and like and and what's really cool about it is like I remember I know Modell doesn't exist anymore, but like I remember when like I don't know maybe when I grew. Dude, when I graduated high school, my grandma was like, hey, listen, what do you want? Like, I'm going to get you something for graduation. What do you want? I was like, oh, I'd really like a Mets jersey. And she's like, all right, let's go to Models, right? So we go. And there were so many different ones available. It was great. And, like, I had graduated, obviously, right after Memorial Day and right before 4th of July. So the Mets dropped, like, those – remember the camo jerseys? Yeah, I think so. I have it in the closet. I'm not going to move all this shit, but they had like a David Wright camo jersey. And I was like, <gasps> like, I thought it was the coolest thing. I think it's ugly as shit now. But back then I was like, yo, this is so cool. So like I got a David Wright camo jersey, but that's not something I would have seen had I not been at the store, like grabbing from the inventory that they had. Yeah. Uh, you know, you'll see these other websites, these fake websites that probably will make the numbers and letters the same size as they were. Yeah, they should. Like AliExpress is gonna make bank right now. I'm not. Is it AliExpress? It's AliExpress. I think DJ, it is. DHgate too. Yeah, all those. They're gonna make bank right now. But you know what I wanted to mention about fanatics too, real quick before I forget. So I was watching TikTok to not to revert back, but I was watching TikTok before, and um, I saw this thing about the. Uh, so it's. Uh, I think they're exclusive to fanatics, but what they did is they started, I saw it. It was like, I saw like a Kraken video, by the way, the Seattle Kraken logo is fire. Yeah. It's sick. You know, it's like, I think it's off the newspaper there, that logo. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it's sick. I fucking love it. It looks pretty similar. I don't know which, I mean, I'm assuming the newspaper logo came first, but I'm pretty sure it was like the exact same. Maybe it's just like the, city lemon but continue it's sick but anyway so what these nhl teams are doing now because like well i saw it with the kraken first but like i guess because the arenas are so like um multi-dimensional like concerts and comedians and like all this other shit when they have to break the ice down instead of like breaking it down i guess fully um they're like melting it and they're filling up these clear pucks with like um arena water does that make sense arena. yeah so, no um, i saw that too i saw that they're like filling so it up I, with like melted ice so i bought one you bought one i bought an islanders one yeah so they had uh they oh, had two one? i bought an islanders one so they had i didn't buy a fucking kraken one i didn't know the islanders oh. had some shit like, they oh, did. so they have they have they have um so it comes in like a box right um, I think I have a picture of it. Um, I didn't buy. I got it. Obviously, it didn't come yet. So it comes in like this case, right? Like this. And um, oh, those are. so they have like um, stadium series ice ones if you wanted to do that. 
Um, yeah. They have um, specific games where, like, the ice was used. I saw, like, Isles Rangers ice or whatever. Um, I don't know. This just says New York Islanders fanatics, authentic crystal puck filled with home ice from 2023-2024 season. Um, so I thought it was, like, I'm all for um, – I don't usually spend a lot of money on like merch unless um, or memorabilia rather. So like, it's got to have some sort of significance to me. Um, oh shit. I unplugged my mic. Hang so, ah, better. All right. So like, yeah, I don't really usually spend a lot of money on like decor or like memorabilia. Like I know I have some shit, but like I've accumulated that over a long period of time, but it's got to have some sort of like, uniqueness or like significance like, i don't know I, I thought that was something that was like a little bit um different weird weird definitely weird but hey fuck it you know hey it's melted ice you know it's just water yeah. in a puck <laughs> yeah how, mu- know. how much was that too much too much if i say it on here my wife will murder me oh okay that's good starts with a four Oh my god! I hope it's not the number. Is it triple or double? Double. Come on. Okay, well, that's not that bad. No. Then it has a nine, <laughs> and then a decimal place and two more nines, plus taxes and fees. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for telling us how taxes work. You're welcome. So. Well, basically, moral story, fuck fanatics, fuck you, Blake Snell, signed somewhere already. <laughs> and fuck uh, Kyle Palmieri. For no reason, like I guess. I but yeah, still you still don't like him. No, you know why I don't like Palmieri. Um, uh, you know what? Actually, sorry, I don't mean, I don't want us to actually like just sign off, but um, we got the NHL trade deadline coming up. You know, do you have any predictions what the Islanders might do and what the Rangers might do? I think the Rangers that's, should that's like next that, Friday, March eighth. I mean, I think the Rangers should just fucking go for it. And if there's an opportunity out there, then shit. I saw a rumor that they, so I don't know. I'm not gonna say they might, but I saw a rumor that they would potentially consider trading Shesterkin. I don't know if that was any truth to it, but I did see that Zabanajeb may may be considered for a move. I don't know what. It depends what who will fit. You know, I don't think they'll trade him if they if he's playing okay. You know, it just depends how it I think it depends on who offers the best for him and whoever else. So in all honesty, I think the Rangers should just stand pat and just wait and, you know, see what other teams do. But you also have to be not to def- I don't want I don't want to say defensive but you have to be proactive to see what the teams around you are going to do you know cuz you also do have to compete so um I don't we'll see what the rangers do I I just saw something today it was probably some bs account that said that Zabanjev could be moved um but that was really the only person from the rangers I saw um but yeah don't think the rangers should trade anybody just stay where you are stay what you're doing um uh, don't don't mess up that mojo in that locker room right now. Yeah. Uh, for the Islanders, you still need you need you still need some pieces. I think you should if you are fully going in thinking you are going to make the playoffs this year, 
then you need to add people. You need to add people. You need to get contracts off your plate as well. So the Islanders are going to have a lot of work to do. I am so scared that they are just going to sit there and trade for nobody because every fucking year they always do that. They always, like, just wait. Last year they got Horvat. I'll give them that. But yeah, but they got Horvat, like, like yeah. a month before the deadline, didn't they? No, it was like it was like a couple weeks, like maybe two weeks maybe. Okay. But, like, just like they always just either stand pat when we needed somebody, but – I think they should probably sign Eberle and I th- or sign. They should trade for Eberle and not just be like a, this is probably going to be a dumb take, but I think he will be. I think he would benefit being on that line as another wing on the top line with another wing. Yes, he's not having like a all star career in Seattle right now this season, but you never know. Maybe a return back to Long Island could just give him some kind of boost and start playing better. You know, hit that them not protecting him when the expansion draft was going on was probably the dumbest fucking move the Islanders made. So training Everly would probably be fun. Uh, trading for Everly, but the question is, who do you give them? I don't know. Do does Seattle want to stay younger, or do they want a veteran like him in that on that line? In my opinion, they should go young. I think if the Islanders were to trade for Jordan Everly from Seattle. Give him one of your prospects. Give him somebody maybe that's at least second line or third line caliber right now that they can develop later on. Not even like develop or it depends. It's like it's really hard. Like it's, you know, if you're, you you got to give him somebody that's equal value. That's what I'm trying to say. Give him something equal value that's either could be right now or at least next year if they're not going to make the playoffs this year. You know, fair enough. Um, also, the rumors of Anders Lee trade uh, being traded. I was one of them. You know, I had my who do we trade Anders Lee for? Dude, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't fucking care. Trade him for a bag of pucks. I just fucking hate him. You know, he's been playing. I'll admit he's been playing better lately. But like I've been saying, and all like a lot of people I know all like noticed it before everybody else did that I was saying at first that he just is not good. You know, he just gets into battles all the time when he says it's like he panics, you know. So, who the fuck cares? Trade him for a washing machine. I don't really care. Um, and then I don't really know who else. I mean, you could probably you're not going to trade as much as people hate Mayfield. You're not going to get him off the books because you just signed him. You just signed him to a new contract. No, he I'm pretty sure he has a no trade clause as well in that contract right now. Um you're not getting him off the books. So sorry, Oz fans. He's staying here as much as you hate it. He's staying. Um, I'll be shocked if they somebody wants him. Um, but yeah, that's kind of it. I think you have to move Martin. That's so I know I made the joke about moving Anders Lee for a bag of pucks, washing machine, whatever, but someone that actually you could trade for like absolutely nothing. They needed somebody like Arizona or, um, just any team that needs like a, a heavy fighter type of player, just get him off your that fourth line. I'm sorry, like I love Martin as a person, but like, and as I will always cherish the memories I have as him as a player. But if he gets traded, I'm honestly gonna be happy about that because him on that fourth line, he's just not. It's just not it anymore. That fourth line is not what it used to be back in the days. You know, as what. Uh, what Butch Gordon used to call it the EMC equals MC squared line. 
it's just not the same. Given Clutterbuck has kind of picked it up, McLean is like your that good fourth line right now. That is like he's that young guy that's like another Zizekas kind of. So you need to hold on to him. But Martin, I think that's a a good like future considerations uh, type of trade. Um, but that was really it. That's all I saw. That was kind of in the talks of getting traded. Besides Brock Nelson, that's a bigger situation. Um, Brock Nelson being talked in the trades, honestly, I hate it. If you can get someone good, like equal to him or better, then fine, do the trade. But if you're not going to do the trade, then don't do the trade and don't get let him get hot. He is like red hot right now. He has like, I think he has like two goals in the last three games, and that's what you want. You want him to be that goal, that sneaky goal scorer that is able to get those two goals in three games or three goals in three games or whatever, that point-per-game type of player. And now you have Bar- that line of Barzi, Horvat, and Nelson was working so good in the last – I think they played the last two games together. So I think you have to – if you want to make a push for the playoffs, you have to keep those three guys together. And I apologize I'm going on this long rant, but, you know, this is what – the trade deadline is this is what's going on so to wrap it up those are the guys that may be dealt or we'll see who comes there's a lot of people that are being talked about possibly being traded probably at the deadline we'll have a little recap show um to talk about what who got moved who didn't got moved whatever um but for your honors really consider who you're gonna move and why uh who you're gonna move them for and if you're the rangers then you, I just don't move anybody. In my opinion, don't move anybody. If you move Sabanajab, fine, but figure out who can replace him, who can replace that speed, who can replace. I believe like he's a little bit clutch. So figure out who you're gonna move him for. Um, if you're not gonna move him, don't move anybody else. Then keep that mojo going. I know the Rangers are banged up a little bit, but there's no reason to make a trade to make a trade. Basically, so well, that's, that's what all. I was gonna, well, that's what I was gonna say too. I I even know. Um, you know, it'll happen in, in baseball all the time, right? Where, like, um, I, I don't know. Someone gets traded, like, say, theoretically, the Red Sox make a massive trade, and the Yankees are like, fuck, now we got to do something. That's literally the absolute worst approach you could take, um, especially as an organization that's in first place. Just thinking about the uh, think about the Brewers from a few years ago. They were, they were killing it. They got to the deadline, and then the Padres swooped in, grabbed Hader, and – the Brewers were just like, what the fuck did you just do? Like, why the fuck did you do that? And it just wrecked the clubhouse culture entirely. It created a yeah. disconnect and a, a loss of trust between them and the front office. Like, the worst thing you could do is make a knee-jerk, a knee-jerk transaction. Yeah. I think you really have to think about trades, especially at this point in the year, with – is it going to help us or on paper will it help us, but also then fuck up the the clubhouse camaraderie between what we have. So that's super important. You know, you, you have to really keep that in mind when, when trying to win too. Um, either you subtract a piece that's super integral to the, the clubhouse or the locker room and then versus bringing in somebody who could be toxic and, and almost cancerous for the clubhouse. Um, that's why knee-jerk reactions and, and decisions are, are really not – they don't work. They never work. It always backfires um, in some capacity. So 
I think, like you were saying before, for the Rangers, don't do something just for the fuck of it. Like, seriously consider if any sort of addition is actually going to make a difference. And if you really don't think it is, then just don't do it. Just just stay, just stay put. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's your, your trade preview of who might get dealt, who might not get dealt, and who they're going to be dealing be dealt for. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I got for that. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty, pretty much what all I got for you today. Is there anything else you got for me? Islanders should trade back for Ocposo. No. Ocposo? Ocposo? What the fuck's his name? Ocposo. Ocposo. Yeah, Um, bring him back. Fortunately, no. Bring him back. No. He's He's ending his career in Buffalo. Him, him for Lee, one for one. The value is not valuing. And Buffalo Wings. All right, fine. I'll give in to the Buffalo to Wings our, our, our dumb takes. Akposo and Akposo for Anders Lee, a dozen bagels, no, no and a no. gift card to Buffalo Wings. No, 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 no. The, I want, dude, I want mild Buffalo sauce because I don't like hot. Boneless wings and Ocposo for Anders Lee and some of those blue and orange bagels that when you eat them and then you go to the bathroom the next day, it comes out <laughs> like it looks like you ate a Crayola crown, like the green one. Oh my god, that's what I thought. Well, that's a fair trade. A dozen bagels, yeah, maybe some bacon, egg, and cheese. We talking. <laughs> yeah, we talking New York here. Yeah. All right, y'all. Make sure to follow us on all our socials, Instagram, Twitter, X, whatever. Um, MySpace. TikTok, MySpace, AIM, <laughs> Facebook, Pinterest, Instacart, <laughs> Vine. <laughs> Snapchat. Snapchat. Follow us on everything. Only fans. Just kidding. Follow us. Yeah, follow us on. Uh, just follow us everywhere. Follow us. Or follow our lives. You know, stalk You're us. Making this so complicated. I know. Actually, though, X, uh, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Make sure you subscribe on that. We talking and why on everything. Um, talking. Talking without the G. We talking New York. I hate, hate that thing. Um, so yeah, thank you all for tuning in to episode six. Crazy that we've been six episodes. Can't wait for episode nine. You're done, Zoe. You're done. You're done. Any last words? He's cooked. Go to the bullpen. (laughs) That's your final word. Good night, everybody!